Hi everyone, just a little disclaimer before you jump into episode 3 of Casually Honest. For this episode, my guest and I will be speaking about dance. So everything that we speak of during this episode is based on our own experience and our own understanding of what dance means to us. So I hope everyone takes it according to like what the title says, which is casual. And everyone's dance experience may be different from ours, but that doesn't make it wrong. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Casually Honest. Today, my guest is actually a very close friend of mine from uni. Uh, I knew her back when we were dancing together in University Dance Club. Uh, Ju, you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, so I'm Ju, as Megan has said just now. And yeah, I know Megan when maybe like two years ago, Megan? Was it I think like so, two years. Three? Yeah, two or three oh years ago. Oh my god, ago. so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think... I, I think it feels like a very long time ago, but it's just two or three years. For me, I felt like we have known longer than that. I don't know, I don't know about you. Because but... I think it's also... We spent so much time together back in uni. Especially, yeah, especially the last year. Last year of uni. Oh my god, yes. Because we are... So besides dancing with her, we have always had this like uh, study week that we do <laughs> yeah. before exam. So we, this whole small group of us from the dance club will come together in the library and just study together. We don't talk or nothing, it's just we, us sitting in the area and then yeah. we just study. Yeah, and, and we go for... Lunch when, and dinner. Yeah, lunch. <laughs> lunch. Our our conversation basically circles around what to have for lunch and dinner. Exactly. So I think that's why we feels like we know each other very long. Yeah, I don't think also, like, it's not that long. Last time when we we have all those dance trainings, right? We usually have our supper sessions. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think that's when we really really like talk to each other and really click. Because previously, when, when I first joined the dance club, I don't think that time I know you a lot. Like we nah, really we never really talk. Because I think I wasn't really that involved in the dance club. And yeah. I was like, to be honest, I was off in my own little world because I was so busy. <laughs> so... <laughs> but anyway, do welcome to my podcast. Thank you for Yay. joining yeah, Yay. so Ju is actually uh, pursuing a professional career in dance. Really. Unlike me who just <laughs> unlike me who's just like, okay, I'm done, tired lady. <laughs> I'm living the more basic life of going to a nine to five <laughs> job. Yeah. But then we actually did become close friends because of dance. Me being from someone someone who had a ballet background since I was a kid. And Ju was always interested in further like improving her dance and everything. So now she's actually studying in Taiwan. Uh, what is it? Masters in dance, right? Is there yeah, a specific yeah. title to it? I think I think it's just masters in dance. But if you want to go further in like like if you want to really clarify which one is it I think I'm skewing more towards the performance side because there's this theory and performance group so I'm currently pursuing a master's in dance and more towards performing so we have more um, technical classes like if you go for theory classes you don't really have a lot of technical class like you don't have ballet class or contemporary class like but for me I have to attend a lot of uh, so-called dance classes basically every day yeah yeah actually very tiring right how how have you been I think this is my sixth month a fifth month here I think and I just I just finished my first semester yeah yay finally yeah finally done with my first semester and of course, the first semester hasn't been really, hasn't been easy because... Is it a two year? 
uh, yeah, progress? They say it's like two to four years. It, it really depends. It depends on how quickly you want to finish it. If you don't want to finish it that fast, you can drag it into your four years. It doesn't really matter. I have seniors who have been there for, I think, more maybe three or four years, and they still haven't, you know, really graduated. Because the thing is, we have to finish all the courses, like like all the units we need to do, mm-hmm. and in order to graduate, you also need to finish your um what's it called? It's like the final, final review, year like project. performance yeah. review, something like, yeah, like that. Like like those so called FYP. So you just have to you need to do a performance all by your wow. own. You need to you need to really solo ah. Uh, not really solo, but in that in that performance, you need to have your own solo dance. You need to have a group dance and you have your duet. And the whole performance need to be more than at least at least forty minutes long. So you need to complete that and also a thesis. So it really depends on how much time you are going to you are going to really um spend to. Yeah, to really spend to to finish all this, and that's when you really graduate. So, what's your goal? Two years. I don't Recommend think so. Yes. <laughs> I no, I think I think for especially for if you are in a performance group, it's mm-hmm. kind of not to say impossible, but people wouldn't really complete it in two years. We prefer to complete our units maybe in two years, and the third year you really. Focus on getting your FYP done. Ah, uh, okay. For getting your FYP done, you need to spend a lot of time practicing. So, wow. During yeah, during our studying period, we don't have that much time for FYP. I would say that unless you really push yourself. I mean, I being someone who have danced for like a majority of her life. To be honest, I think I started dance when I was four. Then, oh ballet! I only did ballet, and then only like during uni, I tried because our you our dance club tried a lot of different genre. Then only when during uni, I tried different genre. But other than that, I only knew ballet, and I hated it lah. I can be really honest with you. As a kid, I hated oh, ballet. Oh, you told me this before. Yeah, I really yeah. hated ballet because it wasn't something that I chose to do. It was more like, uh, my mom wanted me to do it, and she just signed me up for classes. It wasn't something that I go, oh, I want to do, I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember watching a lot of Barbie movies. You know, last time the Barbie doll movies, know, they I had know, like a lot of the da- ballet. I remember movies. the Nutcracker. Yeah, I remember those very well. Cause I think that was the only reason that I continued dancing as a kid. Cause I was like. Ooh, one day I will dance like them, but they don't tell you how long it takes for you to reach that level. <laughs> they don't tell you, so, uh, yeah. So I don't spend a lot of times dancing, which is not compared to you right now, lah. I do it as a hobby, right? Uh, but someone was I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day, and we were talking about how. Some some people they will advise you not to make your hobby into a career, and then I basically said like you know it 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 is different for everyone. Everyone has their own way of approaching something. But the idea behind it was like because you you make it a career, your work has stress, and then when you find something else to when you want to release stress, that you always. Rely on your hobbies, which is dance. So now that your dance is your career, you cannot. It's very hard to separate both, cause it's like you associate them together already. Dance, stress, you know everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. what is your take on this? Seeing that you are making your think, hobby into a career. I see what you mean, but like for me, I'm I'm still not. I'm I'm hoping to make it into a career, but. I think it depends on how you look at it. Like, 
even back when I was in uni, when I was doing dance as a hobby, I don't think I don't think I don't stress about it. But it just no ah, uh, we stressed yeah. about it because we had performance yeah. coming up. Yeah, we. I I still think, even though when I was doing it as a hobby, I still stress about it. But there, are, there are good, like there are there are sometimes sometimes you you will you know. Like I don't really mind that kind of stress because it's something I really care about. Like I know that when I'm dancing, I will always stress about how I how I perform, how mm-hmm. was my skills. If I cannot really do that certain move, like I will always stress about that. But I think for me is it is a kind of stress that I'm willing to go. Yeah, it depends on for me. It depends like because I really love it so. I'm willing to go through that kind of stress to 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 actually have that kind of mm, standard in that. Mm, mm, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Because like for me, I also have a lot of other hobbies. So if I'm making you know dance as a career, I still have a lot of other hobbies to fall back on whenever I stress. Not to say like I I re- I get what your friend was saying. Like if you make it into a career. I think yeah. the most I didn't hear this from a friend. I I read it somewhere. They, you know now there's like a lot of articles saying like you shouldn't do you know a lot of like life yeah, advice know, going I around. I read that lah and um in my head it kind of makes sense too. But I wouldn't say I fully agree with it. It kind of makes sense in my head because like I say, uh this is an example from my end. I dance so I do it as an uh, exam. So uh, last time is like now. Last time I was I don't care about anything. That's why I don't really care. Now that you know, I actually do enjoy dancing and I actually do want to get better. We have exams every year or every two years that we take, and you have to kind of get everything ready within that year. I I'm sure you you know this very well because you also took exam like ballet exams. So. For me, it's like ballet was a stress relief for a long like after I think especially during uni, ballet was a stress relief because I go to class, I enjoy dancing with my friends and everything. It was really a stress relief, and then when it came to exam, I really felt my stress level increase. I felt myself not enjoying my classes anymore because in in my class, I'm just thinking about how I can do this better. How I can do this there, and then I get very stressed. And okay, so I think this one we can continue later. But in dance, there's always that sense of competitiveness among your peers, your classmates, right? So during that time, it's like my head. You know, when you hear your teacher criticizing you, you know they mean well, but at the same time, you are so stressed, and you're thinking, why is no one? Being criticized by you, then you get very tense. So that was for me, ah. So in a in a point, I can say I kind of agree to a certain point with what they say, like don't make your hobby into a career. But at the same time, I also wouldn't say it's entirely true for everyone, cause I know some people like you who really do enjoy it and know how to like split it, separate it differently, lah. You know, work is work, hobby is hobby. Yeah. Yeah, but like for me, I think another way to go about it was that if I make I don't make dance as a career. If I go for any other kind of career, for me, I don't feel that passion that drives me to make my work better. That's why that's why I that's why I really wanted to do something that I really like because if I know that I really like something, I have that. Know that that drive every day to make it better. Yeah, so you won't wake so, up every yeah. day thinking, "Ah, yeah, another day, yeah." Yeah, of course I was stressed about it, but is is if I stress, I I'm much willing to stress about dance than stress about, let's say, accounting. <laughs> like I have, if I have no feelings towards my work, mm-hmm. then I I don't I don't feel myself living. I feel like I'm just cruising through life. Basically, ticking out your to-do list. Okay, I got a job yeah, yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, 
for me that's my feelings towards mm. towards like doing stuff like this of course everyone is different because for some people they really enjoy separating their hobbies and their career and it's not like they're not enjoying their career because like obviously they are still earning money from this and then like they have they have the money that they can do they have, have what they can have their have hobby to, yeah to have their hobbies done because usually a lot of people when they say if you pursue your hobbies when it comes to your career uh, one really important element that you might be lacking will of course be the financial kind of aspect because mm. yeah especially in this like artistic in the art in the, in the art industry because it's for me I think in especially in the art industry whenever you say you want to make it into your career there's bound to be a lot of like discussions a lot of people offering you their opinion about how they think why you shouldn't make it into a career because I've been hearing a lot of times even from my parents still they they will tell me like how are you going to actually earn money from this that's the main concern from everyone else yeah true but then to be honest if you think about it very realistically mm-hmm. uh yes it, it does seem like you know it's very hard to earn money because i'm pretty sure malaysia mm-hmm. you are in taiwan now but in malaysia this art this creative dance industry is not thriving everyone does it as a hobby so if you want to do professionally you have to go overseas right taiwan singapore even singapore is like they have like singapore ballet group ballet not ballet group dance group i think they have a dance group in singapore so malaysia wise it doesn't make sense to have this as a career right the only you would say the only way was like if you open a dance studio yeah in malaysia i do know that there are a few professional dance troops mm. i don't think they are really striving like yeah. if you are if you're in a dance troupe in malaysia you will need to have another job for example you also teach dance mm. for your income mm. yep. for me i think in malaysia it's kind of hard to make a living just by performing due to our culture or our habits i guess it's like, it's not important it's it's not viewed as an important thing unless like I think, yeah it, i think it's not well appreciated correct correct to be honest um because i teach ballet at the side a lot of parents nowadays they are very focused on like getting their kids out there so they are really to actually spend money take them to competition like you know ballet they have all these grand prix competition uh, from uh, people from different countries so they are willing to do that if they are doing it but like compared to gymnasts because gymnasts you have olympic so your goal is to reach olympic level right yeah. uh, dance you don't <laughs> there's no <laughs> olympic equivalent to it you dance you go to competition you get lucky you get into a ballet company right but you know i think a lot of times when these people when they are pursuing dance is their passion that they're more focused on like they're not really thinking i mean you have to earn money yes but it's not that i i think you can uh add in because it's from your experience so you you guys are not thinking like oh, i'm gonna be rich and dance by dancing you're in your head you're thinking i want to dance and yes i will earn money but i i am not as i want to be able to be comfortable i i am not expecting like an extravagant lifestyle or something right i think it depends like for me i think not necessarily in taiwan but from what i see over here i look mm-hmm. at my lecturers they are rich men they are wow <laughs> like like they are not to say you know really really rich but they drive they drive good cars like they they don't just drive like a Toyota not not like Toyota is not good cars but like they they drive they can drive Mercedes Benz yeah okay is it maybe is it like is Taiwan cars cheap I have no idea actually but in a way I think I think it's maybe it's a different country or some 
or whatnot. But I think now I can see more possibilities of actually earning money through dance because based on what I see in my lectures, they they can, for example, they can teach dance. Let's say okay, let's say they are lecturing in universities. That alone already have quite a lot of salary. Like maybe in Taiwan, in as a lecturer, they their salary is quite high mm. as a lecturer. Mm-hmm. But also they have a lot of projects because I am not to say well known, but a good enough um maybe a choreographer or a teacher to be able mm. to teach in the university. I also have people approaching me for like dance cases. Like I can help to choreograph. Mm, I see. Then I earn money from that, or I can have. Project because I think their government here. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm stating it correctly or not. But their government here, you can actually say that oh, I want to do, for example, I want to make uh this city more artistic. Let's say something like that. Mm. And to make this city more artistic, I want to have um maybe one performance in different corners every month. They will. Like for example, they will write a proposal, a budget, and everything, and then they will submit it to a certain department, and in in the government, and then the government can actually decide if they want to fund this project or not. So, like in this, in a way, they can actually have project like this, and then it's funded by the government, and I think they can also earn a little bit of money, or if not, they can actually expose themselves. Yeah, I understand. But I also think that you know the olden, maybe forty years ago, maybe thirty years ago, you would never think to make. People will always tell you like, "You sure you want to do this? Like you cannot earn money." It's the same as like artists, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think it's yeah, the Asian yeah. culture that's like, or uh, you cannot earn money. You don't put out money. Basically, you cannot earn money in Chinese, ah. Uh, but it's like. If you want to earn money, you, you want a good life. You have to study this, uh, do become a doctor, become this, 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 this. But now it's so different because you have social media also. Yeah, I think social media is a very like it really opens up a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. Correct. Like because like just by just by the exposure, it really gives you. Hmm. I think that's how a lot of dance uh dancers. Or like dance troupe in Malaysia get their name out there also through social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Agree, agree. But at the same time, right, social media, oof, for a dancer, right, is so stressful. Because <laughs> you look at, they post all these videos of them dancing, and you look at them, and you think to yourself, "Holy shit, I cannot do this. How can I do this?" And yeah, it feels yeah. like the standard for dancing. I think the standard for dancing when you look at social media, it feels like it's increased by a lot. Yeah, I agree. Like there was a time when I really don't think I can pursue dance professionally mm. because, like, obviously I didn't choose dance as as my degree in university yep. because that was when I thought I would never be. That good, or I thought that my level will never get me into any dance university or into any dance department because I was looking at all these really, you know, really powerful dancers on, for example, on YouTube or on a lot of social media platforms, and I was always like, I was always comparing myself to them, and I think that, oh, like in. Also, like in Malaysia, have that many teachers teaching mm-hmm. you how to do all these technical stuff. Like we don't have good trainers or good teachers to teach us about that. So I was like, I want to do that, but I can't do that. And I was like, I'm never gonna get that. There was that was when I was like thinking maybe I'll just do dance as a hobby. So that's why when I was in university, I went to like I went to study business. But after after that, did I tell you before why I, why I in the end choose to further? Didn't、dance? our dance club teacher talk to you? 
Not really, actually not really. Oh, really? Like, okay. Like, of course, in our dance club, I learn a lot more, especially uh-huh. in contempt because she she really does. She actually helped me a lot. She helped. She helps me grow a lot as a dancer. Mm. But for me personally, that that turning point for me was actually when I went. Uh, you remember I went to Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in Netherlands, and I watched a dance performance by NDT, the dance troupe called Netherlands Dance Theatre. Mm-hmm. And during that performance, um, not to say that their technique wasn't good, their technique was great, their technique was really really good, but the whole performance was really. How to say? It's not like they are showing off their techniques. Performance based. Yeah, they are just. Yeah, they are, just, yeah, uh, they are dancing, and it really touches my heart. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, like, like compared to a lot of videos that I used to watch, because all the videos that I used to watch was maybe competition videos, and during competition videos, they want to show you all they've got. Mm-hmm. So they are, they are just showing you a lot of techniques, all the techniques they know in maybe two. Two minutes, they show you a lot of flips, a lot of really professional way of dancing. They can, they can do maybe five to six pirouettes in one go or something like that. So I was like, wow, that was that that level is too high for me. I can never achieve that. But when I went to watch this performance by NDT, and that was when I really, I don't know, I I come to understand that dance doesn't have to be about you showing. All the technical stuff that you know, it what really matters is how you actually deliver the piece to make the art, like to make the audience understand what you are trying to convey. And during that performance, I I remember that that show was like there 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 are three pieces, and each piece was like half an hour long. And during the first piece, the the image was so beautiful that it really touched me. And then I was crying when I was watching. I was like, oh, maybe one day I can do that. After watching that, I was like, okay, maybe there might be a slight chance that I can pursue dance because yeah, I really want to try that. So for me, that's the turning point. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, also I think, uh, social media really show people all the different type of dance you can have. Right? Yeah. I think. Traditionally, we always think. I think a lot. I'm not sure whether you know, but I, I hear a lot of people, a lot of dancers, that they are like trying. They are doing professionally. A lot of their dance they learn through YouTube, like yeah, they yeah, pick yeah. up and then they learn through that. So I think social media is, to be honest, is good and bad lah. Cause I have like sometimes we I will go through uh, Instagram, and then they will have like videos of. Ballet dancers, ballet ballerinas are. I can tell you, they are one of the most hardcore person I know. Yeah. Cause the amount of you're always thinking about how to improve yourself. You're always thinking like, oh, this can be better, this can be better, especially professional. So when I sometimes follow, I do follow some of ballerinas Instagram, and the amount of heart and passion and the hard work they put into it, right, is scary. I know, like. But they enjoy it. That's the thing. So sometimes I will go through social media and then I'll see a post of them doing some really crazy stuff that probably forty years ago is nobody would think of doing it because it's not you know part of the slippers. Then you yeah. see them trying it now, and then sometimes my teacher she'll be like, "Have you seen this? Should we try this?" And then I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> this is crazy." But it's also like very. It, it depends on the person, lah, I guess. For me, when I see all these things, I think to myself, "Oh my god, I can never do that." Yeah. Cause it's so tough, and then it brings your spirit down a bit. And then, as I say, bell like dance in general is a very competitive sport. I think, especially uh, when you are in a group, or like, it doesn't matter. I think in class, normal classes, lah, you. You are always striving to be the best of yourself, the best version of yourself. But then, sometimes you you do compare yourself with your friends, and they are your friends. Like you dance with them, 
you spend so much time with them, they are your friends, but it, it just stings a bit, like sometimes there, there's this one thing that they can do and you cannot do, no matter how hard you try, and it hurts lah, it really brings your spirit down lah, and then for me it's like sometimes I just think, oh, why am I doing this man, and I just go home and sleep, <laughs> right? I think that day I was actually thinking how even when we are even when we are in a dance group for example maybe 10 of us are chosen to do this dance so mm-hmm. we are actually a group but we can never escape the idea that we are still 10 individuals dancing together we are not one group you know we are actually 10 individuals dancing together like Correct. the the idea is always there, as opposed to because that day my friend my friend was pointing out to me my friend um here I have a friend here in Taiwan she's my roommate and she's actually in the women's football team yeah and she was pointing out to me to say that doesn't your friends or senior compliment you when you are dancing she say like when they are training in football like their seniors will be like. Oh, that was a that was a good shot, good ball. Or mm. they'll say like, never mind, never mind. Try again, try again. They'll say like, keep going, keep going. Let's go. Like they will say stuff like that. But she she asked me like, does your does your dance mates do that? Like do your dance mates do that? Then I was like, actually no, because like for us, you dance, your friends look at you, and then like they will have all these calculations in their head like a million thoughts will go through their head and then they'll be like oh you are maybe you are doing this wrong or how they're <laughs> or how they can be better or yeah. how like like it's not I understand I understand it's it, it's like you know they are coming from actually I do feel that so for example I have a friend like I have my classmates in dance class um, they will do something and they cannot get it and then automatically my head will be like oh maybe you can try this this way we do this instead of this it you don't it's, it's not that straightforward like oh good job try again it's more like you're always analyzing the steps you're anal- always analyzing like how can it be done better yeah and and I think there's always like you also struggle with yourself like there's always this constant concern that even if you try not to empathize on it but what happens if I teach her and you know it's it's not like it's this this it's not like this thought this thinking is always there but it's still there like I mean we are human uh, we we are selfish as because this normal for me I think it's for me I, I don't really mind it that much like I because for example now I'm the worst in class so I was like <laughs> people please help me but but kind of idea will always be there in a dance environment where whether it's the audience or your instructor or maybe your company director you, mm. you want you yourself to be seen you don't want obviously like you put yourself first instead of you uh, want to, to stand that, out yeah basically yeah i feel like the mindset is like that i think a con in context also like uh, a bit of sharing is that for example ballet companies you start off at the bottom that means you start off as called the ballets i think uh if i'm pronouncing it correctly i'm not french called <laughs> ballets where you have you just start, you just finish and then you audition and you got in the company. So like Swan Lake, if you see a huge performance, you see all those people standing at the side. You have the soloists, which are the main characters, and then you have those tiny, like not tiny lah, sorry, <laughs> the wrong word to use. But you have like all these dancers that are dancing. And uh they are not exactly you you wouldn't say that they are they dance, but to, in order for them to go to the next fo- step, next level, which is slow, is to get a solo role, they have to stand out. 
So how do you stand out and make sure that you are in sync with the group also? Right? Yeah. I think that's very tough. And that's where the, you know, that's the competitiveness that comes in when it comes to all this um, industry. Right? You're always comparing yourself. You're always in competition with and you wouldn't say they're like your enemy or your nemesis, but you always feel a sense of competition with them because you are always being compared with them, not by yourself, but you know, by the audience, by the director, by your teacher. It's very common. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. So in a way, I think, I think that, that, um, like this kind of vibe sometimes really really puts me down because because of this competitiveness between dancers but I think it's it depends on how you actually perceive this and how you actually train your mind to not to say overcome this but to get used to this and maybe turn it into a more positive energy for yourself like for me, I just, I just try to, you know, like, to focus on improving myself. But I try to always remind myself to have that certain sense of empathy towards others. Because I think, like, if you are in this environment, if you are in this environment for too long, for example, if you have been dancing since you are young, you are trained in this kind of environment. I. I do actually notice that um, they they do lack a certain sense of empathy if you grow up in this kind of environment from from my observation lah. not to say everyone is the same but I do think that it's something that a lot of dancers should work on because we have spent so much time focusing on ourselves and it's sometimes very hard for you to put yourself in other people's shoes and to try like and to basically just try to help people more yeah I think also let's say I don't know about other people but maybe in a way that let's say if you dance with these people for many years then you can build up that sense of empathy that uh, towards them right because uh, yeah, you yeah. know them uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to like you go to competition and you're like, I need to beat this person because <laughs> I just met this person. I need to beat them. Uh, if, I think if you spend a lot of time with this, this uh your classmates or like your team members, you do feel you do have that sense of empathy towards them. Like if they cannot get something, cause you know how stressful it can be. You guys have the same teacher or whatever, you or you guys are at trying to reach this goal, you do have that sense of um, empathy towards them. But then there's also the other end of the spectrum with people who don't, who just don't care. Like, they only care about themselves. Um, they want to be better. They want to stand out. That is their, that is their goal in life, to do good, to do well. So they don't really care about other people. There are also people like that. Uh, yeah. To be honest, dance is a very cutthroat world. If you are not good enough, they can find someone better. They can always find someone better. So, that's that whole mental thing where like, it's very tiring. It's mentally very tiring. Because, yeah. you can always be replaced. You are replaceable. And also like, and also like um, you, don't, you don't just have to compete with others with um, it's not your skills that you need to compete with others. You also need to compete like certain things such as how hardworking you are. You know, like um, because you know certain teachers they take they will look at a student and then they'll think that oh maybe your dance wasn't that well but because you're hardworking enough I think you have a possible better future than the others so you need to show that you are willing to learn you are passionate about this and you need to show them that you you 
really care about it and work hard uh-huh, to okay. achieve a certain subject. Yeah, but this is for teachers, yeah. you know. This is only for but you know your for... future. Yeah, but wouldn't you say like it is also relevant to, for example. Yeah, but I think maybe teachers more. But even as if you are in a company, wouldn't the director say it too? Yeah. So I don't know, cause for me, my knowledge is like you know your your ballet company is so big. You have like thirty quarter ballets, and then you have twenty soloists, for example. Then you have the prima ballerinas and prima prima ballerinos. Maybe if let's say dance company, like dance troupe, the small one. Then you know it's easier to keep track, right? But if let's say you are a very big company, a ba- a very big company, not only ballet, I think in dance in general, you have that high upper person who is, he will determine whether you go to the next stage, right, or the next level. But they're not gonna sit in your class every day. Oh yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know, maybe one year, once a year, they have this performance review and then the person will come in, sit down and then see your class. Uh, so, they don't know how hard you are working. They, and then that's what, what, that's what my... Someone told me, either someone told me or I came up with this by myself a few years ago. I don't know, I forgot. <laughs> but um, I remember I have this thought which is, you know when, when you go exams, your teachers knows how hard you're working. Your teacher know your body condition, which is like in dance, right? Body type actually plays a bit of a role. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so your your teacher knows your body type. Your teachers know okay, maybe your leg is not straight enough because of this condition, or maybe you have a bit of scoliosis, so you cannot do this that well, or your back got problem. You know your teacher know because your teacher train you, but when you go to if you perform or you go to do a review, a performance or audition, they only see what you can do and what you cannot do. They don't see the behind the stuff thing. They don't see, oh, this person has been working hard or this person back a problem. They don't know that. They don't care. They just want to see whether you can do it or not. If you cannot do it, you're out. Right? Yeah. So, I think what you're saying leans forward more to for the teachers and for classes? Yeah, because just because I'm just saying this based on like last week, just these two weeks I've been training a lot more. Because I'm uh like in my school my like the dance department they have this dance troupe. Not everyone will be in this dance troupe but um like maybe in a certain year they, they actually uh choose maybe 10 to 20 students to be in this dance troupe but since I'm doing masters my everyone in masters are required to be and so I was training with them and we are actually uh, currently working on a dance production which will be performed near the end of March and also in April so like we have I have been going to all these uh, rehearsals and choreography sessions for the past week and my like I I was not to say like, like obviously my body is tired but I was also really tired mentally as well because for example when you are in this kind of production there's a lot of there's a lot of dancers and you go there and sometimes it's not even your part like I'm, they will say, okay, today I need every dancer in maybe scene number three to be here. And you go there, so scene number three, maybe there are 20 students, but now the teacher wants to just look at 10 of them. So you spend maybe one or two hours sitting at the side, which is okay, it's normal. But when you're sitting at the side, I think that's very, you know, you feel, you don't, you feel um, like, you cannot comfortable, comfortably rest because mm. they, just, there. they are always yeah. looking at you, right? Yeah. Even though you are tired, you need to at least look like you are trying to practice something. And oh. for me, that's when it's really tiring. Oh <laughs> my god, actually, actually, yeah. I think there's the culture that we, I know, there's the discipline you have when you dance. 
Yeah, because because I was like, okay, maybe this afternoon wasn't really about me, but I was there, so I need to, you know, try to practice something from yesterday to to show that you're doing yeah. something. It's actually very accurate because yeah, as last time when I was in last time those grades classes, so when I was younger, um, it would be just me. Like me and my friends just stand there and then because we have like partner work so maybe two by two go first two dance first and the other two so during when the other dancers the other people are dancing we will stand at the side there and we just like cheer and then our teacher from across the front of the room will be like what are you guys doing practice practice lah what are you all doing you're not doing anything practice or not what later you cannot do properly for me and then I'm like and then that's the discipline that instilled in me, which also can kind of be toxic, Because eh? <laughs> you're thinking like, it, it depends on whether you bring this forward to your life, but you're always thinking like, you need to be doing something, or you're not doing, yeah. you're not being productive, you need to be doing something. Maybe, maybe my mindset came from that also. <laughs> oh, suddenly oh. you... Oh my god, revelation, man. <laughs> Everything is revealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was yeah. thinking maybe that's the reason why. Cause for me now, right, it's like if I don't do something, if I don't do anything productive or relevant, I'm like, or I just like after work, I just watch show and sleep. Then I think to myself, this is not productive at all. <laughs> maybe it came from that because like, actually, when you say when you talk about this this way, maybe. <laughs> Maybe right. Yeah, because you know my, my sister was making this observation about me. She was like she was like, Hey, um, why can't you just, you know Not do anything? Know? Yeah, can you just not think of anything and stare in his face for and then she she was making this observation about me and she was like she she mentioned how I can't really, you know, let my mind be idle. But I was Maybe like, I, maybe I think, yeah. Maybe it's cause like we live quite fast, not fast paced, but like, we are always thinking like next, 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 next. Which also comes to the whole, actually turns back to dance also. Because let's say if you have a choreograph, you are thinking about what to do next. What's the next step after this? Oh my god, everything is leaking back to bad dance. <laughs> Man, and you know, you know, like what's most stressful. Um, for me when I was in a dance troupe was that like they would they would start to teach you the choreography the worst thing was when the teacher tried to teach you because the teacher would just they just teach whatever they like like this just came to their mind this this move and then they were okay they were like okay here do this 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 and then you follow their movement they'll dance for you and then you'll follow their movement and then they are just improvising but then I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. To be honest, yeah. I do that with my students. But but it depends. Like, will you remember your improvisation? Yes. Yeah, you will remember. But my teacher, they don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, they for are really us, improvising. For us, when you come to. Okay, if let's say I'm choreographing a dance, like an actual dance, a full dance, uh, I won't remember. <laughs> That's why I won't remember. But let's say syllabus, not syllabus, but like classwork because you have classwork I will find the music those class music I'll listen to it and then on the spot I'll come up with an exercise for them so I'll do a lot of counting like one, two, three, four. so I do it on the spot so I guess it's different uh, for for your teachers it's like choreograph right choreograph I think I cannot yeah. remember I will have to like record myself first and then do it yeah. and then and yeah 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 I, I, yeah and so like like the teacher will just like okay here you do this then they will dance 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 and then in the end they say okay dance it again for me and I'm like shit what's the first <laughs> what's the first thing <laughs> like my mind cannot catch up that fast like whereas you know some some of my um dance mates they they have been in this industry far longer than I so they can like okay they know they can at least remember maybe three quarter of it for me it's just like. I can't, I can't even remember the first move. Actually, it's very, really it's very common. I think, uh, if you have, you're talking about, if, because I'm, I, I'm ballet-based, kind of, I'm a ballet-based person, right? Because I do ballet so many years. 
um, if you go to like ballet competition, they'll give you the assist, like they'll give you a choreograph on the spot, and then you practice, and then you show. Yeah. So so like yeah, that's another thing that I find amazing. No la, It takes time la. You need to and build I'm your tr- brain. I'm trying to trying to achieve that. Yeah, you need to build your brain. It's just it's just build your mind to think. And that's why our mind is never easy because we're always thinking next, 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 next. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, dancing is actually is very, it's actually a very good stress release for me. Uh. But when it, it does get stressful, and especially someone who had danced for so many years since I was a kid, right, there is a certain like body type that they expect you to have. Yeah, agree. I don't know. Maybe maybe hard to say. Cause you know, as a kid, everyone looks the same, right? Same, almost the same height, everything. And then when you hit puberty, right? That's where your body really change. Yeah. Then your body size change, your body type change, and like it's so stressful because you see all these ballerinas or like these dancers, they have long legs. Cause that's how that's how their dance looks good, right? If they have like long yeah, legs, I think especially for ballet, like the body type is is very important for me. Like for one, like I would know that my body type is definitely not not towards ballet. Yeah, because I think even even for me, it's very hard for me to turn out. It's much harder for me to turn out than oh, dude, I understand. I'm a natural turn in. Yeah, than the normal people. So I'm like. That is so hard for me to do. If I if I try to turn out a lot, I I really might lose my balance. I am a turn in person. Like I really, my leg can turn in far more than a the normal person. So for me who do ballet, it's like this yeah. is not the right dance for me. To be honest, yeah. turn in legs right is good for tap because tap needs a lot of turn in. Then I remember my teacher was like, your your turn in is perfect for tap. But not for ballet, and I'm like, oh well. The thing is now that everyone is um presenting or like showing online that you know you don't have to be a certain body type to yeah. dance this, but there's still that mindset because it just in your head is you 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 are trained to think like it doesn't look as nice. Yeah, I agree. Like even now when I'm in, like just as I mentioned before, I'm doing. It's required for me to go to ballet class, contemporary and Chinese dance. Like you can really see which kind of body type fits into which kind of dance. And sometimes, for example, uh, if I like, let's say if I like ballet, but my body is more suitable for contemporary. And I think that's when it really hurts some people because, for example, like if you really like ballet, but you're not suitable for ballet, then it kind of sucks, you know. Yeah, I get it. I mean, cause you we also have to look at it in a perspective that dance is a performing thing, right? It's yeah. something that should look nice, and then yeah. that's why they always say like body type is important, cause you want to. There's a whole thing like okay, this body type suits which genre of dance, da, 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 but it's. It's very it, it does things a bit like you think like oh I really do enjoy dancing this genre. But if, but if you don't talk about body type, you, I think another thing is because you can't really change your body type. A lot of us will try to change our weight. Which is, yeah, which is really sometimes it's really stressful because you you try to monitor your weight a lot. I already know that I can't change my bone structure. You'd rather be thin than you are fat when you're dancing, right? Because it looks much better if you're... To be honest, right? If you're dancing so many hours a day for a week, you are not gonna be overweight. You're not gonna be... You know, you're you, not gonna but be... But you still might be chubby. You... Really? Yeah. Because oh, okay. Uh, based on the people I see here, you still might be chubby. It, because for me, I think it depends. Actually, your weight doesn't really... Okay, exercising has a little bit to contribute towards your weight. But a lot of things, a lot of... A lot of it have to do with what you eat. Because for me, I'm not exactly very thin. 
like I think my body size is like normal lah. Uh, but my weight right it is compared to like my friends who are like around the same same height as me. My weight is higher than them. But I don't. I'm not like fat. At least I try to tell myself that that's my muscle weight. That's what that's what I was saying. Sometimes, sometimes it's very weird. Cause sometimes it's like they they look at you based on your weight. Usually they just see your body, but like from like my body is like if I don't really eat properly, mm-hmm. even with the same amount of exercising that I'm getting, I can get chubby. Like if I dance a lot, but if I really don't mind my thing, I can get chubby easily. But also another thing about the weight thing was that I. Just last week, I'm asked to do a duet with a guy, so he's supposed to lift me up. And then that's when the teacher asked me, "How much do you weigh?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, okay." I was like, "My my weight was totally normal. My BMI is 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 within the standard kind of BMI. I'm I'm not underweight or overweight. It's just nice." But like the teacher was like. Oh, you can actually still go slimmer. Yeah, it's not like it's not like she she didn't say that I need to do that, but she was like giving me an opinion of hers that I can get slimmer than that. So I think in a way, in in dance, they in terms of duet, in terms of especially when people need to lift you up. Weight is still a little bit of concern for some dancers, because imagine if you are heavy, then the guy it's much harder for the guy to lift you up, and so you you might not be chosen to be lifted. Yeah, yeah, I I get what you were saying. Actually, dance, there's so many things to like keep in mind when you're dancing. It's not. It's not that straightforward. So whoever who thinks it's straightforward, you are wrong. It's not just yeah. dance, you know. Um, you have to make it look pretty, also. You know, you you have to do this. You the the step is not pretty, but you have to make it look pretty. Yeah. You know, all these tiny things. But to be honest, I I think learning dance really put me like put me in a different look at things differently. I look at things differently. I feel like I have okay. I don't know whether I do have, but I feel like all this stress caused me to have like higher tolerance compared to towards pressure. Still, I still get burnt out. But like you say, all these tr- things that you think that you are trained to do, disciplines, you bring it to your adulthood, which I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. For me, I think. Anyone who really dance, who who has attended dance classes or who is part of a dance troupe for a certain amount of time, really have at least a certain level of tolerance for stress. And I think a lot of dancers say you have to have a really strong mentality to be in this industry because of all the. You know all the stresses you get every day, and all the、um, difficulties, and all like you have a lot of things that you need to overcome. And for me as well, I think as someone who's trying to pursue dance, I think I have really grown a lot in terms of mentality, in terms of how to not. Dwell too much on negative thoughts. I think overall, it really builds up a really strong mindset for me. Yeah, and also, I mean, you enjoy it. It's fun, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I enjoy it. That's why I'm still in it. If I don't enjoy it, I'll be like, "Fuck!" Like, I'm not gonna. Bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, the thing is, I sometimes think about it, like because I have been trying to. I I view dance as something to perform. So, the first time I went to a nightclub, I was like, "How do you dance for? 
Dude, I don't know how to dance casually, right? You know? yeah. I've been to like I've been I did go clubbing once. And then I, yeah. all my friends were like dancing and then I just like I don't know how to dance properly because yeah. if you it if I do what everyone weird, is doing, it feels very like I'm not dancing properly. This is not a dance. This is just me moving. <laughs> it sounds so weird like 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 you are a dancer but you don't know how to how to dance. <laughs> yeah, how to dance casually or just listen to the music I, I think the music. I think for us it's, we are very self-aware of how our body is yeah like, I'll be like we oh, are very self-aware <laughs> we feel yeah, our just... body and we think like this step is very funny very funny ah, moving like this yeah. so <laughs> why, ah? why why are we doing this ah? yeah I totally understand but like I think for Dance, dancing. I mean, if you, if anyone who's listening, if you had a chance to go and learn a dance, why not, man? Release pressure. Yeah. But of course, if you're not pursuing as a career, don't worry lah. You, you're not, you're not gonna receive all these thoughts that we are talking about. It's just <laughs> coming from a very someone who has done it. If let's say you are, you want to pick up a stress relief spot, you can take this up because I mean, you listen to the music and then you. You yeah. move according to music. It's still fun. Yeah, no matter it's what, it's still fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you get different kind of choreographies every day and you get it from different teachers and you can do different genres. And also, in sometimes you can get different kind of characters that you can act out in. Exactly. So, yeah, it's the, the, the possibilities are endless. And that's, for me, that's very exciting. Like really exciting, and there's always new things to learn, new things to try out. Yeah, so for me, I think it's it's really like for me, I think it's also stress relief for me as well when I'm doing it as a hobby. Yeah, for yeah. for that three minutes or two minutes of like the music, you're just not thinking about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. Exactly. I understand. That was me like when I go ballet last time. When I was so stressed with school, I was like, I go ballet and then for that whole one hour, 30 minutes, I just don't think about anything but dancing. And it was so stress relief. I was just like, ah, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if good. anyone's listening, hey, take up a dance. <laughs> go and take up a dance. Yeah. You don't have to take up like some hardcore dance or like ballet or something. You know, do something for fun. Do hip hop, do... I don't know, now there's so many so many opportunities, so many classes out there, right? I feel like I'm promoting dance now. (laughs) (laughs) But really, yeah, I I really actually do encourage a lot of people to try out. At least once, right? Yeah, at least once. I think it's it's really fun. And you get to be like those K-pop, no, not really (laughs) K-pop. But you, you do... You, you really feel your body in a different way. A I new experience, heard, I would say. Yeah. I once heard from uh, like my school teacher, she was like, I think she was reading an article and it says that, I'm, I'm not sure if it's really true or not, but she says, based on the article, it, it says that dance is the only kind of maybe sport or it's just the only kind of exercise that actually uses every aspect of your brain. Really? Like you, uh, that I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, she, I'm not sure if this is legit, scientifically yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I, I, sometimes I kind of agree because you need to you need to care about so many things when you're dancing. You need to listen, listen to music, to memorize steps. You need to know what to do next. You need to coordinate, coordinate your whole body. So, it's a really like something a kind of exercise that really have a lot of things in it you get to listen to music you need to move your body yeah I don't know how to I don't know how to really explain that uh, yeah I understand la. it's like you're cautious of your body la. So I think talking it's- about like cautiousness thank you so much Ju <laughs> for giving us your insight I really because I also cannot speak much from you. I'm not from a professional or I'm not aiming to be professional. This all this 
opinions of mine is what I have learned as a kid and then now I'm adult, I'm still dancing and this is what I pick up. But you know, coming from your end, you you are trying to move towards a professional area and you know, maybe we can bring more insight to people about dance. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really glad to, you know, be one of your guests today. And yeah, I think we really had fun talking today, right? Yeah, I don't really get to talk about dance with people. <laughs> I don't think it's a topic people always talk about also. Because it's just like, oh, hobby, alright, something you do at the side. So thank you, Juf. I think we can kind of conclude this this episode really very insightful and we we are recording this at Chinese New Year Eve so I'm not probably this is not going to be posted until like after Chinese New Year but I do wish everyone a happy Chinese New Year and I'll catch you guys on the next episode bye guys bye